When someone says persuasion, what do you think? Do you think of the dark arts, a way to trick people into doing what you want with tactics, maybe a way to get what you want out of someone who's not willing to, wasn't willing to do it in the first place? Well, my guest today, Kenrick Cleveland, is an expert on a different kind of persuasion, the type of persuasion that is a win-win situation for all the parties involved, the kind that allows you to sleep peacefully at the end of the day, knowing you're not out there being a hard-pushing jerk to try to get people to do things they don't want to do. And there's a specific way to do this type of persuasion. Now, most, quote, gurus out there teach the problem agitate solution model. And in this episode, Kenrick lays out why that model is completely wrong and you should not be doing it. He also gives us an alternative. We talk about framing. We talk about strategy. We talk about getting your mindset right. A critical step before you even start the process of trying to persuade someone is getting your mindset right. I've been a fan and following Kenrick for a long time. I really enjoyed recording this episode, and I know you guys are going to love it. So grab a cool drink, set back, enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Kenrick, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, you know, I am super excited to have you on the show today because uh, I have been a fan of yours for a long time, and uh, I've been looking forward to this, and it was really kind of like, it was such a, um, what would you say, synchronistic thing, how this all came about, because, you know, I'm super familiar with you, I've been following you for a while, and then uh, I got this friend request out of the blue, it's from you, and I was like, Maybe the universe is telling me something. I want to reach out to the, to Kenrick and see if he's willing to come on the show. And you graciously uh, said you'd love to come on. And so I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Great. Great. Glad to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Well, why don't we start off? I know maybe some listeners to the show uh, haven't heard of you before. I know you've been on for a while. Maybe you can give them a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, and, and how we got here. Sure. Well, I, I suppose it's easiest to say... Um, I'm a uh, certified trainer in neurolinguistic programming, and I was became that, I, I guess you could say, really young. And it was through uh, original contribution to the field. And that was back when that was the only way to become a trainer instead of just paying your few thousand bucks and getting a certificate. Well, so back then, all those years, and it was many years ago, um, what I did is I translated the therapeutic aspects of neurolinguistic programming to business. And that's what moved me forward. In fact, uh, Richard Bandler and the Society of NLP asked me to uh, create the business practitioner and the business master practitioner training. And I was the only one authorized in the world to teach and certify uh, that training. 
So really, that's where I started. I uh, worked with all of the originators, all the major originators, I guess I should say, um, and uh, and and just went on from there. Soon, I, you know, after, I don't know, 15 years or so of doing that or 20, I um, uh, left the world of NLP and just continued on because I wanted a bigger playground. And um, so I've, what I've done all these years is developed persuasion to a higher and higher level. So that's, that's it. I've been doing it now 42 years, 43 years, something like that. And uh, just love every minute of it. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. And, you know, NLP is one of those things that you, it's almost like a dark art, right? It's so mysterious. People use the term a lot, but it's something I don't think a lot of people understand uh, much about it or the practicality of applying it to things in their life, you know? Um, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, the problem is when you're trying to apply it in business, you run up against problems. They always, I mean, that's, that's the issue right there. And that's why I ultimately left. You know, I mean, and, and doing my own thing. I mean, think about it. A therapist has a presupposition in their head, right? Which is, I'm the therapist, you're the client. Sit down, close your eyes, and go into a deep trance, and I'm going to change you. Well, I mean, that's fine if you're Milton Erickson, and that's fine if you're a therapist. It's not fine if you're doing business and you're selling and that kind of thing. People would probably look at you a little funny if you asked them to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, in business. Now, if you're a therapist, they're going to go, okay, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, what, you know, when you talk about persuasion, like what is your, your definition of persuasion as you, as you teach it? Sure. Getting people to say yes. I mean, it's, it's really simple. You know, I mean, the whole idea here is we're going to get people to tell us yes. And we're going to do it in a way that's honorable and ethical that lets you sleep at night and feel good about who you are. And, and that, to me, is what persuasion really is. And I look at it like this. People say, well, isn't that kind of sales training and that kind of thing? Well, you can certainly use it like that. But no, persuasion is the fire that animates sales training. It's what's beneath sales training. It's what makes it work. The problem is most sales training doesn't work. <laughs> and so, you know, that's that's why I came up with what I came up with in a sense is to is to start working with coaches and entrepreneurs and salespeople and usually really high end salespeople now. But, you know, that kind of thing and and help them to get yeses. That's that's the whole point of persuasion. Well, I think you hit on a couple of key things, too, there. You said uh, in an uh, uh, an ethical and a way that allows you to sleep at night, because, you know, I've seen so many people that attack persuasion and the that kind of sales process in such an aggressive way, which has never really uh, has never really felt like it's fit my my style. Right. So for anyone who out there is listening that, that says like, oh, you know, well, I'm not that, quote, natural born salesman. Maybe I'm even an introvert. You know, I don't have that beaming personality. Um I, are they able to get effective results using persuasion the way you teach it as well? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, that without question. I mean, here, here, here's the thing. You know, <clears throat> you don't have to be anything other than yourself. What you need to do is get really good at controlling the framing that's going on. So that, you know, if, if, if for example, uh, we're talking and you see me as a gopher, 
You know, someone's going to run around and, and look for solutions for all of the things you've got. Well, I'm going to be beneath you in that sense, right? So I'll never really have, the, you know, the respect of, of what's needed. And a lot of salespeople do that. And that's really too bad because it, it doesn't work, you know? So being able to frame an interaction such that you are the doctor, if you will, you are the expert. That's why I do a lot of work with coaches and that kind of thing, because they, they, they play a couple of roles. One is they got to sell someone so they can get them into their program so they can deliver the coaching that they really love. Well, you know, you can't take on the attitude of a salesperson and stir up negativity, which is what a lot of salespeople do. They do this model of, you know, problem, agitate, solution. And it's just a BS model. I mean, you know, and, 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 if, you, and if you sell, well, I'm sorry. But, you know, what you're doing is putting people in a bad state in a bad way. And it's not necessary. You don't have to make people feel bad in order to sell them. You know, it's interesting you say that because the problem agitate um, that model is like, that's what every, I mean, I, I can think of probably 50, I mean, just about everybody teaches that model and you're saying they're starting from a place that's not good. Right. What's the alternative to that model? Start in a place that's good. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I might say to you, you know, Listen, Tom, you've probably done a lot of these interviews, haven't you? Been on doing podcasts for a while. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What got you to the point of being comfortable talking to people you haven't even really met before and really conducting a, a worthwhile interview? Mm. What led you there? You know, I uh, back in my younger days, I was a professional magician. So I got big into entertainment and studying those interactions and things like that. So I just got comfortable being in front of people and people I didn't know. Perfect. And it's, it's got you to the point where you are today. And so now as we talk about what it is you might like to have more of in your life, be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. See, in other words, I can start from a place that's positive. Now, a salesperson may say to me, but Kenrick, where's the leverage? If you don't zero in on a problem, where's the leverage? The leverage is where it is that you want to go. That's that's the leverage. You know, you're not there yet, but you want to go there. That's beautiful leverage. You don't have to pound people into a hole of negativity. Now, for marketing, what I will say is sometimes it is useful to be able to to get a raised hand, you know, talk about what's worrying them and how the product solves that. But when I when I actually get the person to talk with me, I'm not going to go into the negative. I'll listen to what they say. If, if they're concerned about something, we'll deal with that. But I'm going to flip it right around to the positive as fast as I can. Yeah, I think that's super fascinating because you're really doing what all great marketers say to do, which is focus on what the person wants and focus on them. It's not about you, right? It's about them and what they're trying to get. That's right. But you're just using your you're starting there and ending there instead of trying to figure out some way to to get them there. It's just like, hey, what do you want? Where do you want to go? And I can help you get there. This episode of What's the Secret podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts 
SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. I thought it was really, in, you know, you also mentioned framing and, um, you know, that's something I hear people talk about and I don't even know if I'm really super clear on it. What would be like, what would be some basic framing tips that you could give listeners that they could use in their interactions? Own who you are, own your space, decide what you're going in there to do. And if you think you're going in to talk to someone by phone, by video, I don't care. If you think you're going in to talk to someone to solve their problems and show them solutions, you're wrong. That'll get you run around in circles. Then you'll get the person who sits back and they cross their arms and they say, go ahead, show me your little pitch. And, you know, already, you know, you're being somebody's dog to say it in the nicest way I can, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a problem. So, so hold your frame by knowing who you are and what your intention is. And let me tell you one of the best intentions you can hold. Is this client worthy of my time? Is it a win-win situation? Meaning, do I get to win the way I want to win? And will they win the way they need to win? Winning is not described as getting a low price. Winning is or defined as getting a low price. I'm not going to be the low price leader. I'm not. And so, you know, if, for me, if I go in knowing what I want, knowing that I'm evaluating you, I don't care. You think you're evaluating me, but you're not. I'm evaluating you. And if I don't think there's a fit, I'm going to say it really quick. I just simply say, look, I, I, don't, I don't see that there's a way for us to work together here. But if I can answer any quick questions, let me do that for you. If I can point you in the right direction. The goal to me is let's get rid of those that I don't want to work with. I don't want to deal with. And let's deal with those that I do want to work with that, you know, that, that will be good customers. So that's one of the, the easiest parts of framing I can, I can show you. And that is such... I- if you're listening to this, you should re you should rewind and write that down because that was I mean that that was a golden tip that Kenrick just dropped there. That that that's awesome. Now Kenrick, I know also too besides persuasion, uh, you know you talk a lot about I don't I don't think um, motivation is the right word. It, it's more about mindset and 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 aligning yourself with where you want to go and those types of things and. I know I, I've talked to a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff that really struggle with this, right? With really struggle with getting their their mind straight. And there's lots of different options out there, right? Like there's the motivation route. You read a lot of motivating books, you watch a lot of motivating stuff, and that's supposed to get you moving. Then there's others that talk about discipline, right? Like it's about discipline and doing things like that. Where do you um, where do you fall on on that process of of aligning yourself to be able to take action and take the steps necessary to get where you want to go? Well, I, I take a, a very different approach than, than what you're talking about right now. 
the approach I take is based on a couple of, of things. First of all, I believe most people shouldn't really get involved in persuasion until they get that part. Because what will happen is persuasion gives them some skills and some tools that they're not ready yet mentally to handle. And so they fail, no matter that they've got great skills available to them and even maybe learn some of them. But when it comes down to it, they don't have the capability mentally to really wield those skills. Right. That's one thing. All right. So what I really believe is, is that mindset is that which you need to engage in to be able to make the most out of persuasion so that you can get yeses easily and that it feels normal and good and right and everything just flows from you having a position that you take that is really, really powerful. So I don't believe in motivation. Here, let me just tell you real quick. When I was 18 years old-ish, I went to a, my first positive mental attitude event, you know, and it was uh, Zig Ziglar. And he was, you know, just going on and on how salespeople are the greatest thing in the face of the planet. And when you sell something, the whole world moves. And it's because of us that the world is as good as it is today. And he went on and on, right? Well, so after he's done, we're getting a friend of mine and I went and spent a lot of money back then, you know, and anyway, we get in the car and we're driving down the road and this guy cuts us off. My friend leaned all the way over my side out the window and he's flipping them all off and he's saying, you blah, 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 get the hell out of my lane. And I thought to myself, interesting, where did all the positive motivation go? So is that the kind of motivation I'm talking about? Absolutely not. It's really the kind of thing where you look at what does a person need to have their mind in a place where they can comfortably move through life, do what it is they want to do, have the success they need to have, and make things happen like that. I use something I call imprinting sessions. And what these are, are, are very carefully encoded sound files where I'm talking and presenting ideas in a, in a way that puts you in this imprinting state. Now, to me, an imprinting state is like a person is in when they were very young. I have a 15-month-old child, and this little boy just absorbs everything around him. I mean, it's amazing to watch everything. Why? He's in a data mindset most of the time. I mean, he's so little, that's all they can be in, right? They don't have yet full-on consciousness. But what if we could go back there? And we can by encoding the audio with signals that our brain can pick up and use to alter into that kind of state. We begin to go back to that learning state, even for that 30 minutes or so of, of, that, of that process. And that enables us to begin to, to absorb these things, just like when we were little, makes it easy. I like easy. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, the imprinting, um, the imprinting process that you talk about, I've been doing those with the light, with the mm -hmm. light and the glasses. And yes. um, I mean, I notice, I notice a, dr a dramatic difference in my ability to stay calm, handle, situations, not overreact, right? Going through those sessions. And they're, they're almost kind of like a, um, like a guided meditation type thing. Kind of like, uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of, not, not quite, but kind of. And uh, I haven't tried the, I haven't tried the ones with the images yet. Don't you? Don't you have one where you do images? I, I, I don't. I don't work oh. with those in, any longer. Um, but I do use the 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 audio that you're talking about, and and I've made really really big progress with that. And we we no longer really need the light aspect of that. It's all done with really. I mean, I had the program built specifically for me. Just had it upgraded, in fact. And it, it, I mean, I'm the only one that has it anywhere. And it is amazing what it can do. So I've simplified the process, made it easier to use. And I mean, we're just on fire with this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that whole process and everything with the, um, doing that stuff, I highly recommend if you're listening to this, I'll tell you, you can go to kenrickcleveland.com and, uh, and get more information on Kenrick and what he's doing but I've been using that for that while those imprint sessions with the audio and uh, they're great. Like they've, they've made a big difference and you can do them for not just persuasion. There's all kinds of things with creativity and other things like that as well, which I think are really, really great. Kenry, one last question before we head out of here. What? So I've, I've, you know, the universe kind of chimed in. I have you on this podcast. What should I have asked you that I didn't? What is the biggest secret to being able to move forward quickly? So that's my question. What's the biggest secret to being able to move forward quickly? Strategy, not tactics. So what happens is people think of persuasion as being a bunch of little tactics that they're going to link together and start whacking people with like embedded commands and uh, other nonsense language that it serves a function therapeutically. It can, right? But in persuasion, it just makes you sound like an idiot. And so, you know, they're thinking of persuasion as all these little tactics, all linked, you know, where they're there. They think that like 10 tactics linked together in a conversation makes them persuasive. It doesn't. And and it's clear. Let me tell you real quick why. If you think about it, if you were a salesperson, let's just say you're a salesperson. Okay, you could be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. And you hold 10 conversations with people using these little tactics that are all linked together. You should be getting a whale of a lot bigger response than average. But the fact is, they don't. So what happens is, the next thing that should should happen is, you should start getting calls back a day or two or three, or maybe let's say at the longest a week, because what these tactics are supposed to do is open up your unconscious mind and drop these ideas in. Well, it doesn't work like that. It's misunderstanding a whole lot of principles here. Well, you should be getting a lot of calls. If it worked, you should have people going, hey, we talked, you know, four days ago or so. I just haven't been able to sleep since. And I just have to buy from you. And I don't know why. But people trained in that stuff don't get that result. So what's missing? A strategy, a big strategy that lets you Frame the situation in a way where you have the opportunity to figure out, is this going to be something I want to be involved with or not? And from there to find out what the person really wants and needs to be able to help them to see how to get it. And there we can use some tactics, not the ones I just mentioned, but we can use some tactics to help funnel them in the direction that we want to go in a really easy way. 
So that would be the big thing that I think separates the, the adults from the children when it comes to persuasion. Man, I, that's awesome. I mean, that again, if you're listening to this, you should rewind and take some notes on that because that was great. I mean, that was awesome what you just said there, Kenrick. So great. listen, I really appreciate you. you taking time out of your day to come on and be on the show. Again, if you're, if you're listening to this and you want to find out more about Kenrick, just go to KenrickCleveland.com. You can see everything there. I'll also put that link on the show notes of this episode, and you can find that at tomgaddis.com. Just click on this episode, and you'll see any links we mentioned and stuff we talked about there as well. And if you enjoyed this episode with Kenrick, go to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a uh, a review. We'd love to hear from you and, and let you know. And I will see all of you here next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there and practice. Aloha, everyone. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.